0: Exclusions apply. See site for details.
1: Welcome back to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Belisai. Thanks to Squatty Potty for sponsoring this week's episode. You know how last week was terrible? Well guess what, this week topped it. So get ready to vent, or at least to hear me vent, because we're going in hard today on Unhappy Hour. As an update, I found out that one Whole Foods in Manhattan does carry the chocolate chip cookies that I like, so guess what, my fatty liver is going. Nowhere. <laughs> also, I saw Lena from Billy on the Street at that Whole Foods, so oh, it's a magical yeah. place.
0: Oh, I'm surprised she's not here instead of me.
1: <laughs> well, she should be. I know. We're in the studio. I'm sitting here, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hey, Matt. Hi, Beryl. Today on the show, we're going to start off, as always, with Worst Things First, the most fucked up news of the week. And let me tell you, it's going to be wild, because this week was trash. After that, we're going to dive deep, like scuba diving for a lost treasure, if that lost treasure was Harry Styles and he was in the ocean and I had to jump in and save him. Except the topic is not Harry Styles. The topic is bad ideas. Like Harry Styles getting anywhere near me. And last, but certainly not least, I'm talking to one of my fave comedians both on Twitter and IRL, Aparna Nanchurla. We've got all that and more on today's episode. So let's do it. Let's get this thing going. Let's start. Let's go. Here we go. We're starting now. This is the show and begin. look at that, we started the show. This is Worst Things First, the most fucked up news of the week where I share all the shittiest things that made me pull out my hair this week. So first, of course, I want to start off by talking about how last weekend we had neo-Nazis, white supremacists, the KKK, all of their pale, cowardly friends got out their fucking tiki torches to defend a monument To the Confederacy, which is quite literally the least American thing you can possibly do. You are defending a symbol of the Confederacy, Robert E. Lee, who was a piece of shit, by the way. Okay, he led Confederate armies against the United States. Here's your criteria if you picked up a gun and fought against the United States, you shouldn't have a fucking monument in the United States. That's it. Then, of course, during the rally, there was a man who drove a car into a group of counter-protesters, killing a woman named Heather Heyer, who was there to protest the Nazis. Then, Donald Trump, of course, our fucking gas bag in chief, first got up and said that there was blame on both sides, which, like everything else that comes from one of his gaping orifices, was breathtaking in its stupidity. It took him almost 48 hours to condemn the white supremacist Nazis and the KKK. And then finally, on Tuesday, he gave a fucking fever dream of a press conference and started undoing his words by saying, well, you know, the other side has bad people in it too. He also was complimenting the Nazis by saying, well, some of them are good. Some of them are good people. Um, Which is literally the problem like that that of all of the offensive things that were in that statement that to me was the most offensive well I don't know I don't know if you can even categorize it's it rank. it's hard to rank but to say that there are good people among the people who were there to defend a racist monument it doesn't compute so here's the thing white people in particular I'm talking to you We need to stop making excuses for one another. People don't like being called racist because they think a racist is some evil monster cartoon character. And so people are willing to make excuses for people that they think don't look like evil monster cartoon characters. Newsflash! Racists are everywhere! And they don't have to look like an evil monster that you have in your head. They look just like you. They look just like the person in the mirror. So you need to fucking confront yourself. You need to confront the people around you. You can't just say, this isn't America, this isn't us. Because it is. Hank Green, who is a YouTuber, wrote on Twitter something that I think sums up what I was thinking. And he said it better than I could. Quote, When Trump says that there were lots of fine people at the alt-right rally, he means a very specific thing. He's saying that there are ways to be a good, thoughtful, patriotic white supremacist. Very few of those people had Nazi flags. Most of them just believe that America needs to be protected from non-whites. And Trump is sympathetic to that viewpoint, not only because it helped him win, but because that's what he is. Trump believes that white people and Western culture are superior He is a white supremacist. The people who fly the Nazi flags, they're not the scary ones for me. It's the ones who have no idea that they're Nazis. Good, thoughtful, patriotic white supremacists emboldened by or created by the president are pushing a simple message. That white people are better, that it's okay to believe that white people are better, and that white people are under attack. Believing those things isn't being a Nazi, they say, completely unaware that, in fact, that is exactly what being a Nazi is. Thank you, Hank. Thank you, Hank. And as always, we should add, when we're talking about this erratic monster who lives in the White House sometimes, uh, that we're recording this podcast in the middle of the week, so when you're listening to this, shit might have gotten worse. He might have said something uh, to degrade us even further. So make sure that you and all of the people in the nuclear bunker that you live in give one another a hug. All right, (sighs) moving on to some lighter news. The bubonic plague is back, honey. (laughs) (laughs) And she's coming for Arizona first. Yeah. So health officials in two Arizona counties have confirmed that local fleas have got the bubonic plague. All right. Um, Apparently it's prairie dogs with fleas that had the bubonic, bubonic plague. Humans can only get the plague if they get bit by a rodent or if they have a pet that comes in contact with the fleas, which seems like a big or. So basically, don't pet any prairie dogs and also maybe get rid of your fucking cat and you'll be fine.
0: Thanks, Dr. Belisai.
1: (laughs) You're welcome. And finally, one of the Backstreet Boys farted while recording the call... the seminal backstreet boys hit
0: one of my favorite songs of all time <laughs> honestly it's yes. so good
1: i remember the, probably the moment that everybody should have known i was gay was when <laughs> we were going to a restaurant for lunch and i was with my dad and my brother and i made everyone wait in the car until the call ended on the radio <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that? When you had to listen to every song on the radio so you couldn't risk getting out, you had to listen to it when you got the chance, if you weren't near a cassette player to hit record. So anyway, one of the Backstreet Boys farted while recording the call, and it made it onto the final cut. Backstreet Boy Howie Doreau, a.k.a. one of the Backstreet Boys who is not Nick Carter... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know any of their names. He farted in the studio, um, but because every Backstreet Boy is a musical prodigy, his fart was on key, and the producer just left it in. He just mixed it right in. So now that's a part of history. Let's be real. A fart was probably the only thing that Howie gave the Backstreet Boys. Someone had to say it. Don't come at me how he stands. Honestly, four of the five Backstreet Boys could walk into the studio and I would call the police because I would not know who they were. we're going to a place nearby. Gotta go. And that's it for Worst Things First. Bit of a heavy week, but fortunately, we have even more heavy shit for you next. <laughs> <laughs> we have a little deep dive for you on a topic called Bad Ideas. Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive. Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep Dive, Deep So this week, we've seen a lot of people, namely the fucking President of the United States, have some pretty terrible ideas and feel like they can just get up in front of everybody and announce them to the world in public for everyone to hear I announce plenty of ideas, but I keep them to myself. I announce them right into the mirror in the morning. I get them all out. I flush them right out.
0: Can we get a taste?
1: Jeans with jelly on the inside, Vaseline, so that you moisturized. so all my scabs, all my thigh scabs are smooth when I put my jeans on in the morning. That was today's idea. (laughs) to a toothbrush, but for your grundle. Um, clowns, for old people. (laughs) What? You know what, that's why I keep those ideas to myself, okay? Because they're not ready for the world. And here's a bunch of ideas that should not have been ready for the world, that should have been kept to themselves. Basically, here's a bunch of shit ideas. First off, you might have heard this story a couple weeks ago. The guys behind the TV show Game of Thrones on HBO uh, announced their next project called Confederate, which imagines a world where the South prevailed in the Civil War and slavery is still allowed to exist. Um, Here's a bad idea. Um, That... (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and they've doubled down on this idea since. HBO has put out statements in light of what has happened in Charlottesville and been like, uh, we're HBO. We're going to treat this with a lot of respect. The internet was rightly incensed over this idea. The best take that I read was Tanasi Coates in the Atlantic, right? Um, who whose main argument was basically people are comparing it to the Amazon show that is about if Germany won World War Two, and it's like Germany has done a very good job uh, of reparations, yeah, of saying um sorry. Um, and as you can see, if you turn on literally any television, America maybe does not have the same sense of maturity and uh, introspection that Germany has. Uh but next up in bad ideas, storing dead bodies in lunchrooms. Who would do this? You ask? Well, only the the guardians of hell itself, the MTA. Um so the MTA, if you don't live in New York City, the MTA is the subway and it's also hell on earth it right is. now. It is. Uh like the zombie apocalypse has come to New York <laughs> City and it's taking place in the subway. Uh, There was a a report in the New York Post that it is MTA policy that when someone dies on the train, they have to take the body off the train and then carry it to the nearest room, no matter what that room is. So if it's a lunchroom, they just put the dead body in the lunchroom. (laughs) So there's MTA employees that are complaining because they're like, there's fucking dead bodies in our our break room. Um, I mean, it's New York. There's dead bodies everywhere. Next up in terrible ideas, opening a Cheetos-themed restaurant. And before you tell me, oh, man, that sounds like a great idea, you can go fuck yourself because that is not a great idea. (sighs) Celebrity chef Anne Burrell, a.k.a. Lady Guy Fieri, you know her. She is orange like Chester the Cheetah. She also looks like one of those troll dolls.
0: Yes, exactly. With
1: the stomachs yeah. that you touch for good luck. Um, and her hair is very spiky. <laughs> it looks like a soft serve ice cream. <laughs> she opened a three-day pop-up eatery in Tribeca that is all Cheeto themed. You know what's even better than putting Cheetos on your tacos? Open your bag of Cheetos put your taco stuff right into the bag. Boom! It's called a walking taco. I didn't make it up, but I will take credit for it. (laughs) Moving on, next bad idea, airdropping your dick pics to strangers on the subway. Hot new trend. Guys are taking pics of their dicks and airdropping them, which is a hot feature on iPhones. You could just airdrop your dick pics. I hate every picture that the New York Post picks for stories like these because it's just like an extreme close up of some sad woman who's like, mm. <laughs> and it's just like now I'm laughing at her and I shouldn't be. I should be laughing at the dick. Some other terrible ideas while we're on the subject gender reveal parties, Fox News, the network, peanut butter chips, as in chocolate chips. That are peanut butter. White chocolate in general. People who take pictures of themselves in charcoal face masks and post them on Instagram. Heads up, that's just blackface. Camping. Any toilet paper that is one ply or under. Being Iggy Azalea. Next up, bad idea. Literally fucking on the subway. Which is what two Yankees fans were doing on the way back from a... I hope, a baseball game. Did they even <laughs> win? No, the Yankees lost. So they were having a sad, depressing uh, loser's fuck on the subway. And there was an Instagram video of this happening, which I could not believe. I was watching with mine own two innocent eyes. And the woman was barefoot, which is even worse than fucking. That is more disgusting. You know what? Penetrate all you want, but put shoes on. I saw one person, though, I think even worse than bare feet are those shoes that wrap around each toe. Yes. And finally, speaking of shoes, fashion designer and Moschino creative director Jeremy Scott unveiled a limited collaboration of Uggs, one of which was flame printed, like a, one of those cowboy boots? Where, yeah, like a gay cowboy boot. Uh, one of them is bedazzled apparently this line of fancy uggs runs anywhere from like 200 to 1200 dollars for a pair of uggs for a pair of ugly ass uggs you made a bad thing worse <sighs> if you're wearing an Ugg, your foot is already halfway in hell and that's it. I hope you all enjoyed this week's deep dive. I hope you learned something. I hope you make better decisions in the future. I hope you don't have any bad ideas ever in your life, except for jelly pants, because that's a great idea. Up next, we're gonna bring a part of nonchurla into the stewed right after this commercial break. Today's episode is sponsored by Squatty Potty. Are you still living in a Squatty Potty-free household? You fool! Do you even know what a Squatty Potty is? Well, allow me to enlighten you. Squatty Potty is a little footstool that lives neatly right under your toilet. When you gotta take a poop, you just sit on the toilet, prop up your feet like a cool kid, and let gravity and some light grunting do the work. This week I saw a man riding his bike with a Squatty Potty strapped to his back. Seriously, I'm not kidding. That really happened. I saw it with my own two eyes and I have a very high glasses prescription. You know what he could have used instead? The Porta Squatty. Squatty Potty's very own travel stool. It folds up nice and smooth, just like your poops when you use it. It even comes with a discreet carrying bag so you can stay humble about how efficient of a pooper you are. And by the way, the FDA says squatting is medically better for you and they're a very legit association. Using a Squatty Potty saves you time, which is money. And we're going to help you save money so that you can get one and save time, which is money. You see where I'm going with this cycle? That's right, a coupon code. You can head to squattypotty.com forward slash unhappy to check out all their products. Last time I told you about how I miss my Squatty Potty while I'm on the road. Well, guess what? Now I don't have to because of their travel version, the Porta Squatty. So go get yourself one by using SquattyPotty.com forward slash unhappy. When you use that link, you'll get a free bottle of Squatty Potty's Fruity Booty Pooh Spray. Go to SquattyPotty.com forward slash unhappy and get your very own Squatty Potty. Squatty Potty. The original toilet stool. Our guest today is Miss Aparna Nanchurla. Aparna is a comedian, a writer, an actress. Right. It's true. <laughs> yeah,
0: I have showed up
1: in things. In things. You've been on Inside Amy Schumer, Crashing on HBO, Love on Netflix, most recently uh, Master of None. You were one of Aziz's love interests. <laughs> yes. Well, potential. Without giving anything away. Oh, right. Yeah. And you're on, like, literally every list of comedians who are good comedians. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so welcome, Aparna.
0: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
1: So the question we ask everybody is, what is the one thing that you hate that everybody else loves?
0: I feel like my answer was not is not very... Um, deep but maybe we can delve into we it further can. okay we can mine, unpack it mine is slushies <laughs> okay slushies and slurpees and big gulps
1: why is it the important question first
0: well first of all i would say in terms of sweets i've always gravitated more towards chocolate over fruity stuff like i Correct. feel like that's Correct sort of answer. a divide right. And um, and then you know slushies and 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 Slurpees are kind of just like a frozen ice fruity thing, <laughs> and I think I it was just like I don't understand what the appeal is, right. Here. But people would go crazy for them. They do. I remember in high school, people were like, let's get Slurpees. And it was like a game changer.
1: Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's like people on the internet have like stolen icy machines. Really? Their love is deep.
0: Oh my gosh. And See, I, don't understand I think it that's either. more what it is. It's the level of love that I'm missing.
1: <laughs> right. It's a whole culture. It's <laughs> yeah. icy, yeah. slurpee culture. Yeah. Are you, so you're a New Yorker. Yes. Do you have the preference, the L.A. New York? I mean, you live here, so that's I do. But the choice I, for now.
0: Yeah, I actually am sort of different from most people in that I moved to L.A. first and then moved here, and I feel like a lot of people do it the other way around. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have a problem with L.A. Like I, it is a very pleasant place to live, but I almost feel like I can't live somewhere too pleasant for too long because <laughs> then I tend to like lose my sense of purpose very quickly
1: right when I was thinking about moving to LA everything that everybody said I would hate about it I was right. like I will hate those things but they'll probably make me a better person right and I don't know if, <laughs> if I want that. I
0: don't know if I'm ready for that
1: <laughs> like oh uh, I'm have, gonna have to drink juice <laughs> and like go to the gym yeah I could probably use that but I don't want to I feel like you embrace depression as a mm-hmm. part of your brand? <laughs> I do um, I do
0: I definitely feel conflicted about it because I do feel like it has become its own brand on the yeah. internet of like Sad girl
1: right, right or
0: whatever. but um, yeah, I guess that's what I've chosen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, do you think that joking about depression <laughs> makes you feel obligated to, like, keep being depressed?
0: Oh, that's a good question.
1: <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot.
0: No, that that's a great question, because I do feel like it is, like, are am I now using it as...
1: A coping yeah, mechanism.
0: Yeah, <laughs> a coping mechanism or just, like, I'm like, oh, well, this is where I'm getting a lot of material, so I gotta keep this fire burning or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, um, I mean, consciously, no. I... I think I first started writing about it mainly because I was struggling with it and mm-hmm. didn't couldn't write anything else. So I was like, maybe I'll just try to write about this. And I didn't even know if I would do it on stage. And I think I tried it. And then people responded in a way that I wasn't really expecting in terms of like uh, identifying with it and relating to it. So I think that made me want to talk about it more. But I think I'm actually now in a place where I'm trying to write about it less directly and maybe if it like informs some other part of my life that'll come through but it might not be as like literal of like this is how depression affects this right yeah
1: right so I started, I made it four and a half years in New York before Oof. going to therapy. Oh,
0: my gosh. So
1: I just started. So you I had highly a lot recommend to it. talk about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I literally sat down and she was like, why are you here? And I was like, I, don't, I live in New York. Like, what else do you want? <laughs> it's The world is terrible. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll obviously recommend it. It's yeah. Like a physical trainer for your brain. That's how I mm. describe it to people. You know, not that I use a physical trainer for my body. <laughs> I went back a couple weeks later and she was like, I was thinking about you and you left. <laughs> ooh. Which is not what you want a therapist I to say. I guess not,
0: but at the same time, wasn't a little part of
1: you like, ooh. Right. I made a dent. <laughs> I know. I was like, ooh, I'm ruining your life. Um, <laughs> but she was like, I was thinking about, because we talked about a lot of my comedy is about my like depraved life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if I fix myself, yeah. it, 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 does that make those things? Does it make it harder to do my job? No, totally.
0: That's like I feel like there's that whole culture in Hollywood around like when actors lose a lot of weight, and it's mm-hmm. like, especially if they're like comedic, they'll be like, "Can they still be funny?" <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. like it's like all their jokes were in their body, right? Right. <laughs> now they're gone. <laughs> like it doesn't make any sense, but it it is like. It, I understand what you're saying in that there is this culture around like, oh, like I can never get anything right. And then if you're like, if I turn things around, what what will be left to talk about? But but I think there there are things. But you're right. It's like if if it is very much your brand, it, it's a lot trickier to be like, I'm going to do a 180 on all of this. Right. Yeah.
1: I want to know some of your worst moments. Just in life. <laughs> just in life. <laughs> what is what do you think is the worst thing about living in New York?
0: Oh, hm. Oh my gosh. I've been having such a hate fest with New York lately. But <laughs> so
1: not even love hate. Just uh, hate Yeah,
0: just hate. Um I think it's that you can't like if you're having a bad day and um, first of all no one cares. <laughs> Right. Which is fine. No one, (laughs) like, I don't expect, like, strangers to care if I'm having a bad day. But then, but then everyone else's bad day is also allowed to infringe on yours, I guess. Right. Because I had a bad day recently, and then it just felt like everything around me was just exacerbating it. And maybe it's because I was already in a bad mood, but, like, I went to a coffee shop and, like, the baristas got in like a screaming match with like some rude customers. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, it felt like I was man, the city was manifesting right. my already bad day.
1: And you don't need that kind of energy in your coffee no, I experience. I don't.
0: That's not what I pay for when I go to Blue Bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't Blue Bottle.
1: Um, what is the worst thing about being a stand up?
0: Hmm. <laughs> My first impulse was to be like, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> True. I think, though, for me, it's 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 a weird field um, for anyone, probably. But I do feel like I have a strange thing where I like go into shows being very anxious. And then afterwards, it's kind of like a relief and a release that I did it and I feel good about it. But then it is like this weird cycle of like constant anxiety and then but then if i don't perform it's like depression so it's almost like i'm trapped
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's a great feeling to have about your work (laughs) yeah I have to keep doing this yeah i will die but there
0: is i guess it's just that it's a lot of highs and lows and um it, it is constantly like you're not sure what you're gonna get that night like again, that same bad day I was talking about, like it ended with this like very depressing bar show where it's like no one was laughing at anything. And it just felt like we were all just like waiting for the end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's always, I think, fun when you can tell just everybody is like, we want, we all know that you want this to be over. We want it to be over. <laughs> we want it to be over. We could all just leave, really. Have you ever been like, that's enough
0: oh cut a set short I think I generally like when you get the light you're allowed to wrap it up so I've definitely been like okay I'm just gonna end when I see the light and not right. use that last minute or whatever but um, for
1: but, people who are, aren't in the industry you get a light
0: oh yeah you get from a from the light. back of the room
1: <laughs> <laughs> when you're almost hot done hot comedian tip yeah uh, yeah they, they flash a light yeah and that's how you know I didn't know that when I started. I no, was I mean, like, why what would you? you? About? Yeah. What are you talk What light? Where will it come from? <laughs>
0: <laughs> You'll know.
1: What are, What is now the worst thing about traveling as a comedian?
0: I think just that it's very isolating. Mm-hmm. Like you're by yourself a lot. I think a lot of people who tour regularly they eventually bring like an opener or someone right who can just like. Um, be someone they know everywhere they go which it makes a huge difference. So I whenever I have the chance I'll do that but I'm not at a place yet where I can just like bring someone all the time.
1: Have you ever stayed at one of those weird like comedian condos no
0: i've heard of them though i'm, I'm sort of I like feel either, lucky yeah. that i haven't i haven't because it doesn't seem like you're really missing out if you
1: there's some there's some <laughs> cities barry our producer looks very confused <laughs> there's some cities where like certain comedy clubs will have like a condo yeah. that they just anybody can stay there yeah and sometimes multiple people are staying there at once and it's right like, yeah
0: i feel like that Not to be new agey, but I feel like the energy in those must be so weird (laughs) from all the things that have happened. I don't think
1: you even have to. Yeah. There are stains in there that most people have (laughs) never encountered before. I guess finally on our our worst of, what's the worst thing about being on a podcast?
0: Oh, I think it's when the host has an agenda that you are not told about. (laughs)
1: I hope that's not true in this case. No,
0: no. <laughs> I think it's more when it's like guerrilla podcasting oh, or like Aunt gotcha podcasting.
1: Right. I feel like there's a story there, but I don't want you to have to tell it unless you want to.
0: Well, I will say I, don't, I feel like I had one that was really bad that I'm thinking of where it was like a sort of gotcha right wing thing where I didn't oh. I should have researched the host but I did not and I just had heard their name before and I was like oh sure I'll go on their podcast and then it was very much like just baiting for reactions and I was mm. like oh well you definitely didn't research who I am because you you know I don't react a lot right. to conflict <laughs> so <laughs> Jokes I'm going to let I'm you talk mainly <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. But well, the
0: strangest thing is that podcast went up, like I and people have like found me through it and they're like, Oh, I heard you on this thing and I'm like, Really? And you <laughs> chose to follow up on that? Okay.
1: Well, people should because you are hilarious. So where can people find your work, first of all?
0: Um, my website is just aparnacomedy.com. dot com. So it's just A P A R N A comedy dot com and then Twitter is a good place to find me regularly. It's just a par napkin. Yes. Yeah.
1: Hilarious Twitter. Everyone should follow. And what projects do you have coming up that people should look out for?
0: Well, I'm mainly touring for a while. I think that's, uh, yeah, just on the road. And then I have a, um, I don't think there's a release date yet, but there's um, a show coming out on Comedy Central called Corporate. That I uh, filmed a part on. So that will be hopefully coming out this fall, I think. Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for coming on and sharing your worst moments. No, thank you for (laughs) being depressed with us. Having me. Bye. Bye. All right. We're almost at the end of the show. It's time now for our chaser, the thing at the end of the week that helps us make all the bad things go down and make it all worth it. Barry, do you have a chaser?
0: I do. I have. I have two. One is great. That, <laughs> one is that my dear friend Liz was on Fox News protesting Trump. She had a sign that said "fuck Nazis," duh, on it, and Fox blurred out that. But she was also wearing a shirt that said "fuck Nazis," and they didn't blur that one. My other chaser is uh, the second season of Insecure. It's just so good. It's so funny. It's so good.
1: I have to watch it.
0: It's really great. I love it.
1: I'll check it out.
0: You should. Matt, what's your chaser this week?
1: My chaser is for buying yourself a present because that's what I do often. <laughs> <laughs> it's really most special when you save it up uh, and not do it every night while you're drunk and on Amazon like me. <laughs> but I bought myself a while ago when it first went on sale because I thought they were gonna sell out the Beyonce coffee table book which I spent too much money on. It just shipped this week and I almost forgot about it and now it's like a little gift for myself that I'm gonna get from Beyonce right in my mailbox and I'll open it, I'll cherish it and I'll hold it against my bare breast. And it'll be beautiful. It'll be just a moment between her and me because of of a gift I bought myself a while ago. Fun tip. If you order something from Amazon for yourself, add on the gift wrap. Sometimes it's free. And then you can open it like a present. That's actually a very (laughs) sweet and sad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Super
0: sweet and sad.
1: Yep. That's what this podcast is about. It's about laughing through your pain. And that's it thank you for listening to unhappy hour you can head to apple podcast or wherever else you get this show hit subscribe rate us review us but only if it's nice you can keep your trash to yourself and you really should go rate us give us five stars it helps it helps a lot in the in the rankings of shit i think you can also find us on spotify and we're on stitcher now so you can find us there Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Jenna Weiss-Berman, Josh Gwynn, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Emily Becker, and Dina Kleiner, and this week's sponsor, Squatty Potty. Music by Hans Dale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Bellisai. You can pre-order my book, Everything is Awful, and other observations at everythingisawfulbook.com. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye-bye. The joke I was going to make was something about how his hair is, like, growing away from him. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Donald Trump's hair has denounced Donald Trump. (laughs)